continuing to follow the Israelites into their own land as promised by God. Moses has died and Joshua has been selected by God to lead the nation into the, <coughs> the conquest of the land. The first place to be taken is the walled city of Jericho and it is supernaturally given into their hands by God. It gives them the first victory, but now from this point on, they must do the fighting to drive out the enemy. This is analogous in nature to our own spiritual growth. We must struggle against the world, the flesh, and Satan in working through our salvation and entering into our promised land of heaven. We must follow God's word and instructions and rely on him for strength, but we must do the fighting. Prior to the capture of Jericho, the Lord had given very specific instructions in Joshua 6, 18, and 19, and I quote, but you keep yourselves from the things devoted to destruction. Least you have devoted them, you take any of the devoted things and make them into the camp of Israel a thing for destruction and bring trouble upon it. But all the silver and gold and every vessel of bronze and iron are holy to the God. They shall go into the treasury of the Lord, end of quote. The next city to be taken was Ai, which was much smaller and less well fortified than Jericho. So overflowing with confidence, a much smaller group was sent to dispatch Ai with full expectations of a quick victory. Instead, the Israelites are put to the rout in total defeat. Joshua goes before the Lord and it is revealed to him in verse 13 that thus says the Lord, God of Israel, there are devoted things in your midst, O Israel. You cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the devoted things from among you. Then the nation goes through this whole process of identifying the offender down to the tribe, down to the clan, within the tribe, to the household, and finally down to Achan in verse 19. Then Joshua says to Achan, My son, give glory to the Lord God of Israel and give praise to him and tell him now what you have done. Do not hide it from me. Note that he gives glory to God by confessing his sin because he is in fact agreeing with God that it was against God and therefore adds glory to God's name. The entire nation has to be involved in stoning Achan and the family. This is an interesting dynamic that God holds the whole nation responsible for the sin of one man. They have to participate in removing that sin from their midst. It seems to me that we could very much apply this to our own lives. We must not think we are walking right with God when there is one little corner that is a compromise to following Jesus. God is saying to us, the whole is affected by the part. We must destroy that one thing, that small thing that is blocking our relationship with the Father. <laughs> After this cleansing, they go back to I and easily take the city. And God tells them they can have all the booty that they want taken in victory. It seems to me there are two principles in this episode of Achan and the capture of I. First, 
there is the principle of first fruits. God doesn't ask for all or even much of the bounty we are given, only the first fruits. If Achan had just waited a few days, he would have had much, much more. God is saying, give the first fruits and then watch me bless with plenty. The second principle is timing. We are to wait on God's timing and not respond to our self-generated desires. From this point on, the story is very bloody and very hard as the inhabitants of the land at God's command are slaughtered in battle and afterwards civilians are slaughtered. God often uses one nation to punish another, regardless of relative goodness. For example, Babylon was used to punish Israel when the Israelites repeatedly would not turn from worship other gods. The land has to be cleansed in keeping with God's holiness. God is long-suffering, and we are well-steeped in his goodness and blessing. But we must not forget he is absolutely holy, and there is a justice part of him that has an incredible hatred of sin. And at some point, God wants you to be ruthless in destroying what does not belong to him. Nothing is to be left for the devil. Philippians 2, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. God comes to Joshua and reminds him that he is getting old and much remains to be conquered. The generation that came into the promised land continues to fight, but never comes close to occupying all the land. In fact, two and a half tribes say they would like to settle on the east side of the Jordan, and tragically, Joshua gives them permission. God did not give them this land. That is not their land. But they ignored God's instruction and decided for themselves where they wanted to settle. In just a few years, they were completely swallowed up by the Moabites. Before Joshua dies, he calls all the tribes together for a renewal of God's covenant and makes the personal vow, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. After Joshua dies, the elders remain, that remained continued the effort, but nowhere near taking the land that God had promised. Next is the time of the judges. May blessings and peace fill your day. Good day.